When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. It's Robin Crane here with Mary Sheen. And Mary is actually a world champion of public speaking, first runner up out of 25,000 contestants from 14 countries. And it all started with being extremely self-conscious about speaking and ended up with this incredible transformation. She's helped thousands and millions of people, I'm sure, around the world now. Um, recently, she did a TED Talk and so far has 275,000 views of this TED Talk called, tell me again. The hidden power of Bruce Lee that we all have. The hidden power of Bruce Lee that we all have. So check that out. Um, and she has a best-selling book called Present Yourself in Public Speaking, Tell Your Inner Critic to Shut Up, and the real you to speak up. Okay, so I'm very, very happy to have Mary here. And she's actually also a black belt. So she knows a thing or two about Bruce Lee. She knows a lot about speaking. She's actually been in my world for the last five years and working in the Femme Mentorship, if you've heard about it. Um, but the main thing is I know her well, love her a ton, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Robin. And I love you too. We love each other. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll skip the uh, all the hugs and, and the lovey-doveys. But um, what we want to talk today about is really leveraging your voice for impact and income, because it's, it's really important to, one, have a voice, um, to use that in some sort of stage uh, atmosphere, let's say online, offline, but using it in front of people where you can make a bigger impact instead of just talking one-on-one. -on -one. And then of course, it's going to help you grow your business and make more money and make more money, help more people like my book suggests. So tell us before we get into the goodies of, of speaking and leveraging your voice and, and to be able to do that, tell us a little about you. I know I mentioned that you're self-conscious when you first started speaking. Tell us a little about your background because it is kind of a crazy transformation of where you were and where you've, where you've come. Mm. Well, my first career out of college was a computer programmer, and that's what I went to school for. I was a computing science major, and I was extremely self-conscious when it came to speaking up in front of others. One-on-one, -on -one, I was okay, but in conference rooms or in front of a crowd of people or even to people that I would perceive at the time as my superiors, 
I was very hierarchical minded coming from the Chinese background. I mean, I, I was born in Hong Kong and when I was seven years old, my family moved to Sydney, Australia, where I grew up. But still, there was a lot of cultural conditioning. And I mean, you don't have to be Chinese to understand that even in childhood, you have a lot of conditioning from your parents, from the teachers around you. And so, you know, being the product of your environment, I found myself in that position where I felt very self-conscious to share my voice. And at the time, I didn't know this, but now looking back and reflecting in the majority of the process and the work that I do with my clients now in helping them become better communicators and confident speakers is not just about the mechanics of speaking. It's really about excavating your um, past conditioning in order to really get to the root of what's causing you to um, be self-conscious or not be fully confident or feeling the barriers of you putting your voice out there more in order to help more people. And so it's been a journey and it still is a journey. It's a forever journey. I'm always engaging in the process of deepening my own self-knowledge and, and uncovering things that are keeping me from sharing my voice so that I can help more people. And so that transformational journey has been uh, not only eye-opening, but met metaphorically uh, deepening my understanding of myself so that I can get to the root of who, who I'm actually about so I can help more people do that and liberate themselves in order to for them to share their voice. In in this example that you mentioned with your the people listeners of this podcast, in helping them leverage their voice so that they are helping more people and at the same time, um, as a byproduct of that, making the profit that by putting out their value to more people create that value out there and, and receive that value back. Yeah. I think in the financial industry, there's definitely a, a strategy around doing seminars. Uh, it's very common, especially pre COVID. It was very common to do the, the, have the seminar. Sometimes they call it, you know, the clean plate club, I think, or lick plate, lick the plate club or something, because they would do these free seminars and people would come just to have free dinner. And which is why I say lick, I forget how they say it, but you guys can correct me and put it in the comments. But um, but basically people would just come for the free food. But why did people keep doing that? Why did advisors keep doing that? Because ultimately that, you know, even if they dropped five, 10, 15 grand on a seminar, they'd get one client and that client is, you know, very, is worth a lot to them. And also, of course, they're providing tremendous transformation by working with that client, not just one year, but for the rest of their life. Right. So I think a lot of advisors who have experienced that know that speaking could be transformational um, in, in regards to both their themselves and their business. And I, I think a lot of women especially have that feeling of being self-conscious and, and that's very normal, you know, very, very, very normal. And I think that's, that's to be expected. Um, what I've noticed, and I think it's really interesting because you go so much into the heart. What I've noticed is that in the industry, you know, many advisors are using these pre-approved materials, which are very much educational and it's like, let me educate you about an annuity or let me show you and talk about retirement. And if you don't save this much and how you'll be behind and if you start saving early and all this stuff, which is very educational, very factual. And I actually think a lot of advisors hide behind that because you don't you aren't taught in the industry to tell your story. You're not taught to use examples of your clients. You're not taught to, um, you know, to really motivate. And I, as you know, because you've been in my program, just I'm always about it's it's 
you don't educate, you motivate because you want to drive people to have a better life and working with you is that better life. Um, so just giving you, and I, I think the listeners would, would maybe relate to this just about like the educational piece, but what is your feeling about that? Cause I know you have so much heart, um, regarding like if you're on stage, what is really the purpose of that? And what do you bring to that to get rid of some of that self-conscious feeling and also to provide more value for the audience? Mm, mm, yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that I help my clients with is getting through the fear. And I choose that word very intentionally moving through the fear and the, um, self-consciousness about potential judgment, because that will come up, especially when you're outside your comfort zone. And it's not about getting rid of the fear or getting rid of the self-consciousness is navigating through that. And one of the ways, especially if you're in business, that I come back to time and time again, even now, as I continue to step out in bigger and bigger arenas is to firstly decide for yourself internally, decide, make a commitment, make a decision that the, the purpose of you doing the business that you do, having, serving other people, helping their lives, that needs to be the, the, the higher order bit that needs to be the higher purpose so that when the fears arise and they will, especially when you're outside your comfort zone, then there is an anchor, there, there's a, there's a, there's a North star, so to speak, that you feel is more important than your, than your current moment fear. And at the other side of that, you know, in leveraging your voice, speaking right to me is such a low hanging fruit in terms of getting in front of people. And that, like you pointed out at the beginning, whether it's virtual or whether it's in person, because think about this, when you're in a networking event, let's say, and you speak one-on-one -on -one with people, you know, Hey, here's what I do. And how about you in a, like a one hour, two hour networking event, if you're very effective and efficient, you might get to five people at most. When you're speaking, number one, immediately you are automatically by default, the authority in the room, because this is why they have you as the guest speaker. You are the subject matter expert bringing in the knowledge. There's X number of people in the audience, you know, 20, 40, 50 people, hundred people in front of you. So you say that same spiel once and 50 to 100 people hear you. And especially now online, a thousand, two thousand, like it's it's unlimited worldwide audience that could potentially be hearing you, right? And so you're leveraging not just your time, but you are also leveraging your voice because they hear it once, and now you have the the impact that you wouldn't have had the opportunity to have if you were continually having to um, manage these one-on-one -on -one conversations. So what I say about that is, um, if you if you are not uh, leveraging your speaking, the, the opportunities to speak intentionally, then you are underserving the people that you could potentially be serving, including fulfilling your own purpose. <laughs> awesome. I mean, there are a lot of nuggets in there. I mean, just to unpack a couple is like, number one, I say a little bit differently, but if you're focused on them, not you, you can start to let go of that fear and even not even let go. Like you said, to kind of dance with it, embrace it, you work through it, but that fear exists. And the more people you impact, the, the greater the likelihood that you'll get 
criticism, right? And, and, and it's not just people being in the audience, 50 to hundred at a chamber of commerce type of thing who might not do what you tell them, meaning they might not take your offer to do a free call, which doesn't always feel good. If you have a hundred people there and no one does it right. You're like, Oh, I did something wrong. But when you really put yourself out there, like you did with the Ted talk, we have, you know, at this stage and it hasn't even been that long, but 275,000 people have viewed it. I would imagine there's some negative, like there's some thumbs down, right? There's some, or some negative comments where people are like, oh, this chick thinks she's Bruce Lee or whatever, like who knows, but where people are, are you're setting people up to criticize you because number one, you you said this, you're the authority, you're the smartest person in, in the room if you're in front of the room. So you get to get that um, advantage and at the same time, then you're the closest to to being able to like for people to throw tomatoes at you. right? So it's like like you're taking a lot more risk, which is why there's so much reward. And, and advisors, I mean, should know this more than anyone. The risk reward uh, just relationship. Right. Because as an advisor, you tell your clients like they want to get like, you know, 20 percent in the market. And you're like, well, we got to manage this expectation because they don't want to take any risk and they want to do better than I, I had a client like that when I was a financial advisor. I remember this guy, he was like in his 60s. I was managing a million dollar account. And he was always mad that he was not performing, like outperforming the market, but then he didn't want to take any risk. And he wanted to get like this incredible reward without taking any risk. Of course, like I was like, dude, like this ain't going to happen. Like it doesn't work that way. Right. It's the same thing with your business. It's the same thing with speaking. And I mentioned that about the criticism because you said about judgment. That's my, like, I think my biggest fear is the fear of judgment. But when I'm thinking of everybody else, the people who I can serve, the impact that I'm making, I'm thinking of for while I stretch outside my comfort zone and, and I put myself out there and I'm at the, the front line of someone throwing a tomato at me, so to speak, then they're getting like somebody is getting more help. And I heard someone say that for every 10 people that you talk to, um, one is going to criticize and nine are going to transform their life. Right. So I'd rather help the nine people who might transform their life by being willing to speak and being willing to be judged and be willing to be criticized than the one person who is going to criticize anyone anyway. Right. But criticize me because maybe I'm not their cup of tea or maybe I said something that rubs them the wrong way. And you know what? on the path to transforming lives. I'm going to, I'm going to piss off a few people. So I think that's great. I mean, I, I had just some, some things to add there. So, so obviously it's, it has helped you make a tremendous amount of money, but also help a lot more people. And now you train people. And I mean, that's what you've been doing for, for what years and years and years training people. What do you think is um, like, what is the number one thing you can tell them that they need in order to get past either the fear or, or even the unknown of like, how do I do this? Like, so that they get on a stage, whether it's online, offline, whether it's five people or 500, what do you think is one thing like to start that will help them take that next step? Mm, yeah. Um, you said a lot there and I, and I love what you, you just shared just now. The, the thing I would say is, there's tips and there's the mechanics of speaking, right? And that that I can talk about all day long. I think the the more important thing here to to look at is um, my this is how I approach it with myself as well as my clients. Is if you look at the the big picture of speaking, okay, and then consciously choose to engage with it as a personal development, professional development path then that in itself is, as you move forward in it, is going to be gratifying because using 
for sure, for sure. No doubt at all, you cannot please any, everyone. If you think of it as a bell curve, right? On the on the right side of the bell curve, they're gonna these people are gonna love you no matter what you say. You fall on your face, you fall flat on your face, you embarrass yourself, they can love you anyway. On this end of the scale, the cynical, the the the, the you know, the toxically cynical people who are gonna not like you no matter what you do, you stand on your head, you tap dance on your head, they're still gonna not gonna like you. Those two arenas of the bell curve are not the people you're targeting when you're speaking. It's the healthy, open-minded skeptics in the middle who are potentially going to gain something from your speaking. And this is an important distinction that, that I learned the hard way, not being attached to the result. I'm still learning that. Every single day, I'm still learning and growing. And those are the people that even if they don't become your clients, this very moment immediately after you speak so long as that they are impacted by your message in a positive way they got something out of it they they shifted the trajectory of their potentially their lives because of something that you said that you they may not never come back and tell you you know this is one of my mentors said to me very earlier on and i'm glad i, I learned this at the beginning he said you know what mary speaking can be a very thankless job because the people that your life, whose lives you've changed may not come back and tell you. If you are in business, however, and you speak, and even if the people in the room don't become your clients that day, something about the energy that you brought forth, because it's not, speaking is not just about the content, okay? Just like you said earlier about the educational, the informational, it's not just about the content. It's the energy that you bring forth, right? It's the energy behind the content that you're saying. Who are you being in the content? Um, if you are walking the, the, the talk, I'll give you one, I'll pause there and give you one example and I'll come back because it's relevant. Um, I'm, I'm in the process of hiring people for my company. And this one guy that I'm speaking with, who also has a, a, for, a form of speaking training himself, wants to learn from me. And he, I said, what's your biggest challenge? He said, well, one of my biggest challenges is that I feel like a fraud. And if I pause right there and to ask the audience that are listening to this, you know, have you ever felt like a fraud, especially when it comes to speaking and judgment? And it's not that you won't ever feel like a fraud. That's that's not the issue here. The, 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 the question I asked him back is, what areas of your life are you not walking your talk? Because if you're not walking your talk, you're going to feel out of sorts and you, you're not going to feel fully aligned with who you actually are because what your, your behavior is not matching your, your, your intentional service, uh, your intention of service in this world, something's going to be off. It's going to feel off to you. So the feeling like a fraud is an indicator of where you are at in terms of your alignment with who, who you are in this world. And so it's not about being perfect because there are times when I, I'm off, off balance too. Is it's But if you have a very true, uh, a very intentional way that you want to how you want to create your life in order to help people, which I believe many of your audiences do, then it's really about recalibrating that so that those judgments, when they do arise, whether it's externally, your fear of other people judging you is actually a mirror of your own judgment of yourself. So the work really begins at, at, at excavating it and almost like being an archaeologist of your own conditioning to see where where you are holding back, um, what the barriers are in, in order for you to fully um, love yourself. And I come back to love 
you know, as trite as it sounds, as, as you know, as, as airy-fairy as it might sound to some people, at the end of the day, if you, if you don't love yourself, that's where you go look. Because, you know, in, in being the student that I am, especially at the beginning, you know, even working with you, Robin, like, what are the techniques? Like, what are the techniques? What are the, you know, looking at all the different things and mechanics and that, that I can put together in order to, you know, close at the most effective rate when I speak. And a, a big part of it is humor and being fun and being playful and not taking yourself so seriously, right? And that always is helpful. But here's what I'm continually discovering is I close the highest when I'm at, at within my heart the most. When when they can sense that I'm here to my most sincerest effort is to help them. That's when I close the highest. And that might look like being intense. That might look like being funny, being silly, whatever it is in that moment in that present moment that I'm choosing to express myself to, in order to really help them, you know, that that's, that's the equation here that we want to look at. If you, if you're fear, fearful of judgment is what are you fearful about in yourself that you haven't currently looked at yet? And that, that, and it's a lifelong journey. And this is what, you know, what, I, why I choose, what I choose to do to help my clients with is take them through the processes so that, um, they 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 can receive the guidance that's required in order to really look at yourself it's hard to look at yourself objectively sometimes yeah absolutely well i mean i think this is it's really interesting because i would just think like some some people listening going well i love myself like i'm good or you know i'm not that self-conscious i mean i've done seminars and i followed the scripts and you know i i showed them the slides and whatever and it's not that big of a deal like why are you getting so deep on me and maybe you know you're also someone someone out there's thinking like this is fascinating like it's all about me um but I think there's all different parts of the spectrum, but I think what's really interesting about what you said, and you started saying this just in the segment here, is this is a journey for you that you get so much more out of it, even than the impact and and the income that we kind of promised at the beginning, but there's, there's, there's a shift and transformation in you. And if you just follow, and from my perspective, this pre-approved materials, and you're just teaching and educating about not that you educate about stocks and bonds per se, but a product, or you're talking even about like lifestyle and how saving is going to get you the better lifestyle, but you don't incorporate you and you don't incorporate your stories and you don't talk about, like, you don't use your heart. Like, like Mary is saying, like you're, you're not connected and you're not in intention with really what you're, what you're here to do then you won't drive the right people to you. And as Airy Fairy, like you said, as that sounds, I think that will resonate with a lot of women that are like us out there that care so much about helping people. You're not, you, if we called this speak to close, you know, many of you would not be here to listen to this podcast because it's like, okay, I want to learn to speak to close. Like, that's good. I'd like to speak to close more clients. But what drives you is the impact. What drives you is helping people. And and of course, you want the income to go along with that. But what drives you is, is that intention to serve and help people. And what Mary's saying is even with all the mechanics that, you know, I've taught you how to sell from the stage or whatever that, cause you came being a great speaker, but you weren't necessarily converting, right? You had the heart before, so you needed the mechanics, but now you combine the mechanics with heart. And when you use those, the baseline, just like you teach the mechanics, use the baseline stuff and you put all the intention behind it, the heart behind it, you be the real you, 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 really find your voice and be in like just in alignment with what you believe in who you are you'll attract the right people to you and you'll be you'll be closing like like hotcakes right not because you're trying to close but because you're trying to serve and you're trying to transform lives so 
I think that's huge what you bring to the table, Mary, because, you know, we've talked about this with with what you're focused on, what you do. You're like, I want to keep bringing more heart. Like there are plenty of people out there who can teach speaking and they teach speaking, they teach the mechanics and everyone can learn that. But what you bring that's very different is bringing that heart um, and, and, and allowing people to embrace the fear and not even let go of it, but just be okay with it. And I like how you said it. It's like the intention of helping others just has to be greater than the fear of judgment. It's like, I've said this, you might've heard me say this, but I say, I will choose fear every time for the sake of transformation. And I do a lot of things that scare the living bejesus out of me, but I do it because I know that putting myself out there is getting me closer and closer to creating a bigger impact and whatever scale this is for some of you, if it's 12 people or if it's 1200 or 1.2 million people, um, putting yourself out there where you're constantly stretching yourself and putting yourself out in front of more than one person at a time is a way to leverage your voice, to have a voice and to impact more people's lives. Um, give me one, Mm -hmm. I know we only have a few more minutes here, but what else, anything else you'd like to add to that and kind of to guide them through this? And, and then we'll talk about how to find you. Yeah. Um, you know, what I say when I speak to business audiences, especially one of the things that I say is no cold calls. Like since I started my business full time, I've made zero cold calls. Why? Because I don't want to do that because it sucks my energy to do that. And why would I do that when I have the stage? And especially now, you know, since COVID hit um, and there was a lot of panic, oh my God, all the in-person stages have gone and, you know, no one's meeting in person anymore. And so what happens? Well, everything just moved online. So in fact, I have clients now all over the world. Like just last week, um, not last week, last couple of months ago when I spoke to South by Southwest, which is an international conference. And just from that bucket alone, I ended up, you know, creating a bunch of clients who are international clients. So I say that because like, where are you not leveraging that for yourself? And why wouldn't you leverage that for yourself? You know, there's people don't realize there's tons and tons of speaking engagements out there, like millions and millions of speaking engagements out there, um, meetings, group meetings, you know, professional association meetings, all sorts of groups, women's groups who are hungry and desperate for speakers and not just speakers, good speakers. <laughs> so that I want to make that distinction because, you know, it's important for you to show up and rock the stage because then that speaking engagement itself is going to generate you tons of follow-up speaking engagements because someone in the audience is going to come up to you and go, you know what, I have this group, can you come and speak to my stage? And then it organically grows in itself. You know, initially when I first started my business, I I really took my energy to really create a lot, go and find these speaking engagements. And now I'm still, um, you know, getting business from those initial speaking engagements. Because like I said before, you don't know whose lives you're going to touch when you speak. Um, So, you know, if I had to summarize it is speak, speak, speak. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Speak. Did you hear that? Speak. And, and I would agree with you about the board. Like I always tell the women who come to my, um, my tag challenge, my appointment generator challenge, like we teach a totally different strategy. It has nothing to do with speaking, but it's reaching out to people. And I'm like, borders down, like forget the borders. It's, it's online. This is an online world now. And if, if you didn't get that before COVID you, you should be getting it now because 
it, it woke us up and the industry especially is very archaic and everything is about networking and, and dialing for dollars, whether they're doing cold calling or warm calling and making their list of 100 or whatever. But it's like, it's all based on this running around and not leveraging your time one-on-one, not just one-on-one networking and, or excuse me, one-on-one marketing, let's just say, and all in-person marketing, but it's also one-on-one meetings. Like you and I, we have leveraged programs where we're, we're doing group and like community people are dying to be with the community, have this community. And most financial advisors are thinking, well, I can't do that because this is how it has to be, but my clients are doing it. Right. So it's like, we got to start not just borders down, like, oh, I'm only licensed in, in California. So I, I, I can't do an online, you know, international thing or, or even national thing because, well, how much does it cost to get licensed in, in New York? You know, when I was an advisor, it was like 200 bucks a year. Like you'll get a client that'll pay for that. So, so borders down, like there's so many opportunities online, whether it's speaking, whether it's marketing, whether it's, um, you know, just, just, not being focused in one little area and one little bubble. And that's where the transformation happens. And that's where the impact happens when you're clear about, you know, who it is you want to talk to and who you are when, when you become the best you to speak. Um, so I, I, everybody should be speaking. You're leaving so much money on the table if you're not speaking. And as my husband said, he, he stole this quote from someone else, but Mary, you will like this. He said, you're not just leaving money on the table, you're leaving love on the table. And that's the most important thing. Like we are all about impact and transformation. And if you don't find your voice or own your voice or have something to say that's from you and from your heart, not just from, you know, educational standpoint of pre-approved materials and and what's going to happen with social security, um, then you're not attracting all the people you could be and you're not transforming all the lives that you could. So um, if you want more of this and really be able to speak from the heart and be able to grab audiences, grab more stages and help more people using speaking as a tool um, to find your voice and to leverage your voice, then hit up Mary Sheen. You can find her at... If you go to magneticpodium.com, that's my website, magneticpodium or one word, dot com forward slash inner critic summary. Inner critic summary is also one word so that you can download my two page, um, you know, hard, well earned over 15 years of um, experience and research on the summary of how to not allow your inner critic to stop you. All right. So get the download. So magneticpodium.com forward slash inner critic summary. Got it. Nailed it. Okay, cool. And check out her, definitely check out the, the Ted talk on YouTube. Just, you can probably just look up Mary Sheen. You'll see a ton of videos um, from Mary and definitely the one Ted talk, give it a like, give it a share and let people know about it because it's phenomenal and um, it's going to change your life. Thank you so much, Mary. And thank you to the listeners. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the appointment generator challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.